Thank you for being here with me today. Uh, this is the Sandoval Bench Podcast. Uh, for this week's episode, I wanted to get into uh, the Olympics, kind of recap that, and uh, some storylines there. Uh, wanted to go over the NFL over-unders as we uh, proceed closer to the NFL season starting. Uh, in a couple weeks, I think, uh, we'll have uh, some preseason games. And then uh, college football is also starting here soon. And then MLB is kind of heating up, you know, kind of home stretch. You have August and then September um, for that playoff push for a lot of teams. So the men's uh, Team USA basketball team, they've defeated France in the gold medal match. I know a lot of people were voting for or rooting for Slovenia and uh, Luka to battle against uh, the U.S. team, which I was too. They ended up losing the bronze medal game against uh, Australia. So Australia got the the bronze. Slovenia finished fourth. And then uh, France got the silver. And France was in the game um, for most of the part, uh, most of the time. They... They were hanging around, but towards the end, they just shot some Fournier, shot some bricks. Nick Latina, I, I don't know if he's still with the Knicks or what, but he, he's he been a disaster. Uh, he threw up some bricks also. Um, so they had a, a chance, you know, if they had some the right play calling, you know, they could have won. But, um, you know, a lot of people doubted uh, Team USA to win gold. You know, they still had Kevin Durant. Um, I was trying to figure out what, what was going on with Lillard the entire time. The entire tournament, he seemed just off. Um, I thought it would maybe maybe be the basketball because you know it is a different, it's a different feel. It's a lot, um, it's like a little softer, and uh, you know maybe the rules were a little different. But but they bounced back, won the gold, and Lillard ended up being injured the entire time. He was kind of hiding an injury there, um, and then the timing was weird. They had a fly in Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday and uh Devin Booker and they literally got there like day of and then had to play a game the next day or so they had limited minutes um I think most of the time it was just a chemistry issue um you know those rumblings about uh, the players not liking Greg, Greg Popovich's offense or his coaching style whatever and I know a lot of people doubted them but um you know they they did come together and they were uh, they were trash talking after saying you know uh, a lot of people were doubters and all that, and you know the rest of the world catching up. I still stand by what I said that the the rest of the world is catching up. I mean, like look at the people in the NBA who have won awards and who are the top players. They're all international level players, you know, and they all play for different countries when it comes to the Olympics. So yeah, I I still believe that they they have caught up, and that's why this team USA wasn't blowing teams out by forty points all the way to a gold medal. That was why every every game, or not every game, but some games were like, okay, well, the Team USA could lose this one. You know, they lost the two exhibition games. And, um, you know, it used to be where Team USA would just dominate. They win by 40 points, 30 points every game. People take pictures and, um, and they call it good and they just get a gold medal like nothing. But those days are over, you know, and it's because of those old Team USAs would just go dominate and it helped grow the sport on an international level. But these guys just think everything is a fucking slight all the time. It's giving credit to you know the, those before them for building the game on an international, global level where everyone they get out of bed, they're excited to play Team USA, and they're gonna get they're gonna give them their best uh, their best game that day, you know. And um, yeah, credit to the rest of the world. Um, you know, in in some spots they have caught up. Um, you know, it, it was competitive for Team USA to, you know, to go out and get gold. You know, it, it seemed like it took a lot for them to get it. Uh, they had to build chemistry. They had to really figure things out, how they were going to play. And they did it, you know. Um, so good for them. Uh, it wasn't a sure thing, which made it interesting to me, where it was like more of a challenge for Team USA. Uh, it more, feels more like a, a playoff atmosphere. And I think in the beginning, I think the rules did play a factor, you know, the, how it's more physical and stuff um, on the international level, and you're not going to get those easy calls. And I think for some of these guys, some of these younger guys, they hadn't played in that capacity before uh, for Team USA. So I think it took them a while, but they did adjust eventually to um, the physicality and the rule changes and stuff like that. And, you know, not getting easy calls. So they were able to adjust and, and win gold. 
Um, but man, I, I like the pace of the game, you know, shorter quarters and, um, you know, they kind of let certain things go and you could be more physical. They don't have three seconds. So you could just hang out camp in the, uh, in the paint and you're not going to get called for it. So I wish the NBA would change some rules, kind of match, um, the international rules. You know, I like the physicality of it and stuff and, uh, the games feel a little bit more fast paced. Um, but with more defense, not just crazy scoring the entire time which is great, but, uh, yeah, so men and the women's, the women have won seven straight, uh, gold medals, um, and they, they just dominate, too, because the women's game isn't to that level yet, um, on an international level, that Team USA, they just completely dominate, um, but yeah, the Olympics were fun to watch, uh, the track events were, like, the last couple days, Allison Felix, uh, it was her last Olympics, and she, uh, she got a gold and she got a bronze. Uh, the relays were exciting. At first, the what was it? The the four by four hundred or four by fifteen hundred, something like that, with the men's, and they didn't even they didn't even qualify for the final. They got fifth, and then uh, Carl Lewis called them out, and Mike Tirico kind of subtly threw a shot there. At Carl Lewis telling him like, oh, if he wants to coach, he could he could be the coach. Um, but then they came back in the next event. Uh, the men's relay and and got gold there, and so did the women. Uh, the women did really; they blew out uh, the other teams there. Um, so yeah, it was uh, exciting. But you know, um, there was some other. There was a lot of uh, mental health talk uh, throughout the uh, the Olympics. You know, mainly because of Simone Biles' story, and then also Michael Phelps. He had he has been outspoken about. Uh, what he's gone through as far as uh, post-retirement for um, for the Olympics. And he was in search of his identity for a long time, didn't really know how to adjust uh, to his post-Olympic career. And yeah, kind of battled for a long time, um, just trying to figure out what he wanted to do. And so he was, he was talking about it a lot. And um, this happened a, a couple days ago, but uh, she's an Olympic cyclist, Olivia Podmore, uh, for New Zealand. She didn't compete for in uh, in Tokyo, but she did compete in the Olympics uh, when they were in Rio, in 2016. Um, she committed suicide a few days ago. Uh, she was 24 years old, and she had posted um, some some uh, I think it was on Instagram where she was talking about the pressures of of an athlete and you know how how great it is like the the feeling of victory is like the best feeling ever uh but when you lose that you know it just kind of gets in your head and you're kind of down yourself and then i guess um by what she said it seems like she had qualified uh, for the olympics but she wasn't selected um so she was pretty heartbroken about that uh but yeah sad news there um and you know a lot of a lot of uh olympians and other athletes have been talking about mental health and there's still people that are you know kind of making fun of it and stuff but it's a serious thing someone just you know uh committed suicide and a lot of it that she was dealing with was pressure and uh the pressure of failure and uh the feeling of success or it's not that different and um you know osaka's been open about it and um you know simone biles recently but you know all the people who are just kind of uh negative on Simone Biles and all these athletes like you know they're humans too and you know and and this could happen to any other uh person or athlete you know wherever they are in life they can you know you don't know what they're battling so so just be just be a good person don't be an asshole to people or on on social media and on Instagram or someone's Twitter you know because people do read all that stuff you know and it does affect people in different ways um so uh, switching gears here, wanted to get into NFL over-unders, uh, so we'll break that down here. Oh, first, uh, Dennis Schroeder, or Schroeder of uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. This was a story, like, before the playoffs, I think. He was offered four years for $84 million or something from the Lakers. He turned that contract down because he thought he was going to get more in free agency. He has been a free agent this entire free agency period in the NBA. I thought the Blazers should have picked him up. 
Um, but he's finally signed by the Boston Celtics, and he instead of eighty four million, he is signed for one year, five point nine million dollars for the Boston Celtics. And the reason why it was delayed, he was supposed to get signed a couple days ago, but it was delayed because he wanted the full two years for the mid level. But Boston didn't want to be uh, financially uh, uh, capped, you know, maxed out for the next couple years. So they said, oh, you know what, we'll give you one for $6 million. So uh, number one on the list for bad financial decisions is uh, Dennis Schroeder there for the for the now Boston Celtics. Uh, what a what a bad mistake there that he made. Uh, Luca has signed his extension uh, for I think it was two hundred seven million dollars. Twenty two years old, um, and then uh, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills signed an extension. He had one hundred fifty million dollars uh, guaranteed, um, so he has the second largest contract behind uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then let's see what else. I think that's it so far. I believe someone else got. Um, just signed a big contract. Um, anyway, so getting to uh, NFL uh, over-unders. Let's start on the bottom first. Um, so 32nd is uh, Houston Texans. Their number is four. Now, the whole Deshaun Watson thing apparently is not. He hasn't really been or hasn't been practicing at all. Um, he has... He's not traveling for the uh, preseason games. And that team, roster-wise, they, they just have a bad roster. Um, so I'm going to take the under. I think if Deshaun Watson, it all depends on Deshaun Watson, obviously. And I think based off this number four, I think Vegas thinks that uh, Deshaun Watson is not going to play for Houston, whether it's because of legal trouble or because he gets traded or whatever happens. Um so I don't think he's going to play at all this year, honestly. Um, so I'm going to go under. Houston can win probably two, three games maybe, but uh, they're toast. Uh, Detroit Lions, they're at 4.5, which is kind of shocking to me. Um, I think they can win six games this year maybe. Um, so I'm going to go over. I know they have a change there with Jared Goff, um, and they had – they just hired Dan Campbell, who's a fucking psycho, by the way. He hear his coffee order the other day. He every morning he goes to he goes to uh, Starbucks, orders two ventis, and then puts two shots of espresso in both in each. Like that's a lot of coffee. That's forty ounces of coffee. A lot of caffeine too every morning. That guy's intense. Um, so he, just with that coffee order alone, I think they'll win six games. That gives you six games right there. It has to. Um, so Detroit, I have them over four and a half. Uh, New York Jets, they're at six games. Um, hmm, that's a good number. Uh, so they just added Zach Wilson from BYU and uh, Robert Sala is a new head coach. Um, they made some big moves. I like where they're headed. They're headed in, the, in a good direction. Uh, but six wins for a rookie quarterback and rookie head coach. Um, I'm going to go under. I think maybe five games there uh but six six is a good number there um let's see and then philadelphia eagles are at 6.5 now the eagles and jalen hurts it feels really weird to me at least uh because last season you know everyone was just like okay we need to get rid of carson wentz he's trash and all this and um so they they threw in jalen hurts and you know he looked okay you know he didn't look great i didn't think but um, you know, they they won a couple games and everyone's like, all right, well, this is our guy. We got our QB one, but they haven't really, they haven't even named him the starting quarterback yet. And I honestly, I don't think he's proven that he's the guy or should be anointed like the guy in Philadelphia. Um, so I'm going to go under with the Eagles. I think they're going to be bad this year. Um, I'll say four or five games there. The Bengals are at 6.5. Um, so Joe Burrow's just coming back from a torn ACL. Uh, they added his former college teammate. Uh, didn't really build on the offensive line like I would have hoped. Um, a full season of Joe Burrow. He's looked, I've, there's been reports that he's struggled. 
Um, I'm going to go over, though, um, assuming that Joe Burrow's healthy. Um, they can they can probably get to seven seven games there, seven wins. Uh, that'd be that's a tough number for them to reach though if um, they do have more injuries. But they they I mean he looked good early on last year. Um, and then after that you have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're at the same. Actually, that's interesting. You have the Jags, Bengals, and Eagles. They're all at six point five for next season. Uh, which yeah seems crazy. I have a an opinion, a different opinion on all those teams because they have uh, the Jags. They have a lot of lot of new pieces there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and who knows if Urban Meyer is going to be a good NFL coach, you know. And um, and then there's the whole Tim Tebow aspect there. Um, Six point five. I don't know. see. I'm going to go over with both Cincinnati and Jacksonville. Um, mainly because of their quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. I just think that they're that good where they can they can get you seven, eight wins easily. Um, and it, it just depends on everything else around you, you know, because uh, a good quarterback could get you um, could win you a game, could win you a, f- a few games there. Um, so yeah, I think for Jacksonville it comes down to more so the uh, the head coach. You know, I did not even take into account that there's 17 games this season starting this year instead of the 16. Um, so if someone finishes finished 4-12, and 12, they'll be 4-13. and 13. Um, So it'll be a lot harder for a team to go 0-17. Um, so i got to remember that. Uh, let's see, who's next? Uh, New York Giants are at seven games. I'm going to take the over. You have a, a healthy Saquon Barkley, a weak division, you know, Cowboys, Washington football team, Eagles are down here too. You know, these teams are teams that have struggled a lot. Um, you know, Dallas is getting their quarterback uh, back healthy, it seems like. Um, but the Giants are getting healthy. You know, they have Daniel Jones. I like Joe Judge, uh, the new head coach. Last year was his first year. Uh, but they're getting some weapons back. They do have a nice receiving core. Um, Evan Ingram. And uh, yeah, bringing back Saquon. So I think uh, I think they can win eight games, maybe make a a wild card spot there with nine wins. Or do you have to have ten wins now? So you have, so you could be ten and seven. Because if you if you have nine, then you're gonna be nine and eight, and that and you have to be above five hundred. I don't know. We'll we'll see. You'll probably have to be ten and seven to get a wild card at least. And then we have the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are at seven, like the New York Giants. I think the last couple of years I've been very wrong about the Raiders. You know, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. Um, some stuff I'm right about or close to. Um, and I think last year I had the Raiders make the playoffs, and then they they had a good start, and then they blew it towards the end. Same with the year before. Uh, so this year they're at seven. I'm gonna take the over. But I think they finish eight and nine this season. They're just going to be right around five hundred. Um, so I'm gonna I'll take the over, but it's not going to be a successful season. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are at seven and five, or at seven point five, I should say. Um, they traded Julio Jones, uh, added Kyle Pitts. Uh, they need to bolster up the defense a bit. Um, I'm gonna go under. I just. They just seem to have gotten worse than they were last year. Um, I need I haven't seen Kyle Pitts, so I know everyone's saying he's the next best tight end, but I need to I need to see how he how he performs in the first game or at least preseason or something. I think he will be good though. Um, he's physically gifted. I think the Falcons' offense will be good. They're they're always good, especially fantasy wise. Um, but it's just their defense, and uh, that's a good division. Even though you have the Saints falling off, um, I do think the Falcons will be better than the Saints. Um, but, yeah, I have the under on the Falcons on 7.5. Uh, next in the same division, Carolina Panthers are at 7.5. Um, who is their coach now? Is that uh, Matt Rule um, from Baylor? And then they just traded for Sam Darnold in the offseason. They looked pretty good. With Teddy Bridgewater, um, and then they had uh, what was his last? Mike Davis, who's now with I think he's with the Falcons now actually, uh, but he filled in for Christian McCaffrey 
last season. You know, McCaffrey played, what, I want to say six games. This is all off the top of my head, but I think I uh, have a good memory from that because I had um, I had Mike Davis in, um, in in my fantasy team last year, um, but yeah, they they looked good. Their offense, you know, they shine in, in some in some spots there, um, and I think Sam Darnold is still a good quarterback or has the ability to be a good quarterback. I think uh, New York just ruined him. They didn't get the right coaching staff. They didn't get involved nearly enough. Um, Matt Rule is a uh, is a good coach. He can he can get pretty creative there. Um, and then they have, um, do they have Joe Brady there still, or did he go to New Orleans? I think they have Joe Brady still. Um, so I think the Panthers are going to go over. I think they can. I think they're going to be good this year. Actually, I think they win ten games. I think they go ten seven. I don't know as far as playoff wise where that would get them, but um, I have that. I have them over. Um, and then next up is the Chicago Bears, also at 7.5. So you have the Bears, Panthers, and Falcons all at 7.5. Uh, the Bears, I'm going to take the under. Um, I don't think Justin Fields is going to play unless uh, who's their quarterback. They have Andy Dalton right now. They're going to write it out with Andy Dalton. Um, but if Andy Dalton gets injured, then they'll probably be forced to throw in uh, Justin Fields. But I don't think he's ready. Um, everything else, like talent-wise... Um, you know, their defense hasn't been as good as it should be. It's, it's okay. Um, offensively, they, they're going to struggle. Um, I think they're at, they're at probably at five games this season. So I'll take the under there. Uh, Denver Broncos, man, they're just high. They're at 8.5. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to be their quarterback or is it, um, what's his name? The guy from, was he from Missouri? Uh, Drew Locke. Man, I, that guy, is, he's just not the answer. Um, I think they're this team is actually pretty good. They have good weapons offensively. I like their receivers. I don't think they brought back, um, what was his name, that running back? I forget his name. Uh, they still have Melvin Gor- uh, Gordon, but the other running back from Colorado, he's from Denver, and then he, then he started playing for the Broncos. I forget his name, but I don't think they brought him back. I think he's with the Washington football team actually now. Um, but the Broncos, they seem like they're just a quarterback away. And I don't think that quarterback is Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. If they had, I mean, maybe Teddy Bridgewater could get you um, six wins maybe. But he hasn't even been named the starter yet. They haven't even decided. They're still It's a still an open uh, quarterback competition. Um, I think, honestly, they're just waiting out for Aaron Rodgers at the end of uh, his Green Bay tenure because it seems like Rodgers is going to get traded at the end of this next season, and Denver seems to be on the top of his list. If Rodgers was on this Denver team right now, I would heavily take the over, and I'd have them at, I don't know, 13-4, and something like that. Uh, But since that's not happening this year, I think the Broncos are just trying to ride it out with the guys that they have, um, maybe air quotes tank. Um, so I'll take the under Washington football team. They were a surprise last year, won the division. Um, who do they have right now? Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Ron Rivera's, uh, still there healthy. Now there's that 8.5. I'm going to take the over. Um, I think, um, I think they're just going to continue developing their, they make smart plays. They make timely plays when they need to. You know, maybe the talent isn't the best what it needs to be, but their defense is crazy good. Their defensive line is really good, and if they can keep an offense, an opposing offense, to fourteen points, seventeen points, then the Redskins can win. They can win multiple games that way. Because Fitzpatrick, if he's starting, he could just he could get hot as we've seen, and he could get three, four touchdowns in you know consecutive games you know he he has that capability you know in in miami they were switching him out and he was just closing games for him uh but yeah i i'll take the over for washington football team the arizona cardinals they've made some splashy moves um who do they bring in they brought in jj watt um aj green who's often injured uh larry fitzgerald is still there they have uh uh hopkins now, for me, this all comes down to Kyler Murray. 
last year, I looked like a fucking dumbass when I said that uh, Kyler Murray is a, can win the MVP after like four weeks. He looked really good. Um, he fell off big time. And I don't know, people figured him out because of his arm strength or lack thereof or, um, you know, apparently he had some injury. I don't know. We didn't really hear everything about it. Uh, but I had him having a great year last year, making the playoffs. And, um, you know, now this offseason, they made some some big moves, as I mentioned. Um, but A.J. Green doesn't really stay healthy that often. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is 37. J.J. Watt has been injured a lot. Um, I'm still surprised he went with the Cardinals. Um, I'm going to take the under on this. Um, I think they'll finish 6-11. and 11. Uh, They... Yeah, I think they'll struggle. Um, but if Kyler Murray can can prove that he can take that next step, and Cliff Kingsbury as far as um, offensive play calling and things like that, and uh, winning or winning these close games because they they lost a lot of close games last year, it seemed like, um, then they can take the next step. But I just I don't think they're quite there yet. It seemed like they're just trying to cover a lot of uh, the team's issues by signing veteran players. Um, I just I don't think it's going to work for them. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers next in line, 8.5. Um, I'm going to take the over. I, I don't feel good about it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, he's back for another year or maybe two years. Last year, they started 11-0, and and I think the first team to beat them actually was the Washington football team. And then after that, they lost like four straight. They struggled in the playoffs. Um, they weren't a legitimate undefeated team they felt like they were the best in the in the league and i still felt like tampa bay was better than them green bay uh kansas city was better buffalo was better and uh that was that was proven in in the postseason when they failed uh to to make it pass so um yeah i'll, I'll take the over i think they can they can luck out and and get 10 wins um you know, who knows if that's good enough to make the playoffs or not. Uh, I don't think they win their division. Um, next in line is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, they're at nine, um, which that seems kind of high to me as well. Uh, they have good offense, uh, solid defense. You know, everything's there in place. For this, it comes down to the quarterback again. Kirk Cousins, he's like the most finicky guy ever. Um, his stats show he's only good at um, Sunday afternoon games, like 1 o'clock. Um, he gets thrown off his schedule if it's a late game or a Monday night game. He's just awful. Also, he's like refusing to get vaccinated. And the new protocols for uh, the NFL, it's like if you test positive or something throughout the day or you uh, come in contact with someone, you're going to miss that Sunday. So if he's testing positive or uh, refusing to get vaccinated, he can't be around anyone. They have to wrap him in bubble wrap or something, and he's probably going to take a few games off. Like He's going to miss a few games with because of these COVID protocols that are super strict because they want – like the NFL fucking wants you to take your, your vaccine. Everyone wants you to take your vaccine, but the NFL especially because they don't want these games canceled or people like – um, missing games because of that. They don't want COVID to be a storyline. They just they want to keep making all the money that they make. They want to go at full capacity. They just don't want to hear about it. So just get your fucking vaccine. If you haven't gotten your vaccine, people are still fucking dying. And um, now we have to wear masks again in, indoors in places. I have customers who aren't even want to meet with me because like, oh, it's back. I'm like, God damn it. And I had reached out to them when it, things were opening up. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I can reduce your cost. We can... We can close this deal for for twenty thousand, but you know, so I have to wait on that. So it's still here. So Kirk Cousins, just get your fucking vaccine, dude. Or maybe he's making an excuse. I don't know, but um, I see that being a problem with the Vikings. But if the Vikings are so mad about it, they're like, "Hey, Kirk is not. He's the dude was doesn't want to get his vaccine." That gives you a reason to fucking just get rid of him. Send him off to somewhere else if you if you want to, you know, because I I just I don't know. He hasn't done it. You know, he was the first uh, quarterback to get guaranteed uh, money in a contract and uh, just hasn't proven that he could take them to the next step. He's been close, but, um, yeah, I'm going to take the under there. Dallas Cowboys are at nine. Uh, they will probably have one of the best offenses 
uh, in the NFL, maybe second to Kansas City. And uh, Dak Prescott has come back from injury. He's got a new contract. He's their leader. He's the guy. But apparently he left early. He had like some sh- uh, shoulder I- issue with his throwing shoulder. Um, but they expect him to be ready for week one. I'm going to take... Oh, they're also part of Hard Knocks. I don't know if Hard Knocks has started yet, but they're part of Hard Knocks. They're the, the focus there. Um, I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to be a good year for the Dallas Cowboys. I think they can win. It's all about their defense, though, honestly, and to see if uh, Dak looks good or not. Um, but, yeah, I think they could get 10 games, 10, maybe 11 if they get lucky, depending if they could win some uh, some close ones. Uh, but we'll see. They made a lot of moves to improve that uh, that defense there. So uh, we'll see how that, how that works for them. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, they're also at 9. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of teams here at 9. Uh, so the Colts, they have a uh, Carson Wentz issue already. Uh, Carson Wentz, he has apparently he had this old injury from high school that he's now barely getting surgically repaired. And the timeline, the timetable for recovery is it's like 5 to 12 weeks. So we may or may not get him for week one, maybe week two. Uh, there was some flirting on Nick Foles' part. He's a third-string quarterback with the Bears now, and he used to play for Frank Reich there at uh, who coaches Indianapolis. He he's the one who he won the Super Bowl with in uh, Philadelphia. He's like, oh, I love that coach and all this, and you know, I love to play for him again. Basically, telling him, hey man, trade for me, and I will I will replace Carson until he comes back. Carson Wentz would be so pissed if, if uh, he had to leave Philadelphia because uh, everyone wanted Nick Foles and he won the Super Bowl and he was injured and then he goes to uh, Indianapolis and then they trade for Nick Foles because Carson Wentz is injured. That would be the most the funniest thing ever. I hope that happens. But it seems like they're going to go with, uh, who is it, Sam Ellinger from Texas or do they have Jake Fromm? I think I heard that they had Jake Fromm or Jake Fromm. Uh, from Georgia, just until uh, Carson Wentz gets back. But if if you're the Colts and you're already starting off with a, a, a pretty serious injury uh, to Carson Wentz, then like, can you even trust that he's going to be healthy enough to be able to play in nine games? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. They have a good team. You know, they made the playoffs last year with Philip Rivers. If they could just get a quarterback who's healthy. Then they can they can definitely win twelve games. Like if Carson Wentz is like you know what I feel I feel amazing and he's durable. He plays all seventeen games. I have the Colts winning 11, 12 games right there, but I just don't believe in his ability uh, to be healthy. So I'm gonna go under with the Colts. Uh, the Titans they made a big move. They got a uh, Julio Jones from the Falcons. Uh, now they have AJ Brown. They have uh, Derrick Henry. They have some dudes on their team. I need that defense to be a little bit better. They should be better. Um, they did lose Jadavion Clowney, uh, which is okay, you know, because he's in Cleveland now. Um, but I just need some improvement from from their uh, defense there, because you know they they let some other teams get back in games. Uh, Derrick Henry is unstoppable. Their passing game will be unstoppable. I don't know if people are still down on Ryan Tannehill, but he's been. He's been great for Tennessee, and I really love this uh, career resurgence since uh, he got traded from the Dolphins. He knows he can hit his spots. He can break away for a run. Um, he takes care of the ball. Um, he reminds me of like of just a more athletic uh, Alex Smith when Alex Smith was doing his thing in uh, San Francisco and making the right plays, minimizing mistakes, relying on um, the run game. You know, utilizing his tight ends there. Um, so yeah, I I I want to see a lot of improvement from uh, Tennessee this year. I I think I had them going to the conference uh, championship last year. They lost early. Uh, I think they went the year before. Um, so they're at nine. I'm gonna say they went eleven games this season. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have uh, have they've have some issues. They have some uh, big time issues there. It all starts with Michael Thomas. Uh, he apparently waited 
till later in the offseason to have surgery. So he's starting on the pup list, I think, physically unable to perform list. So that I think you missed six games with that. They've they've changed it recently. Um, but yeah, they they have a, a Michael Thomas issue there, and he has posted on social media like, oh, you know, I wouldn't be the bad guy if I told my side of the story, whatever. So it seems like there's an issue with the trainers, you know, or doctors or someone, or I don't know. Um, and then you have your quarterbacks, uh, Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston. Um, I don't have they committed to either one of them. I think Jameis is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, you have Kamara still. Um, but without Michael Thomas, you have no reputable receivers on that roster. Um, and he's going to miss some time. So fantasy-wise, you know, there's some sleepers you can draft there because, you know, Jameis has to throw it to somebody, right? Um, or, you know, you can get Kamara early um, in, the, in your first round because um, he's, he's, he, can, he can catch out the backfield. Um, they could put him in the slot. Um, he could go for some carries, so he might have a big year statistically, but I'm going to say the Saints are under nine wins this season. I think it's um, it's a struggle for them because um, I don't think I don't think Jameis or Taysom Hill is the answer for quarterback for them. Um, Dolphins are at 9.5. Uh, this all comes down to Tua. You know, last year that was a playoff team. Tua needed to win one more game, couldn't do it. So he just seemed to struggle last year, and um, if he is takes that next step, maybe. But I think he was so down last season uh, that's going to take a lot for them to get uh, over nine and a half wins this year, especially without Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you know, this could be an interesting gamble for someone um, because if you believe that the Texans will eventually trade Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins, then I would I would bet the over. I don't know what the odds are right now. I'll have to do like a betting episode uh, before the season. But if they're like, the Dolphins are like, I don't know, like plus, plus 3,000 or something, something crazy uh, to, make, to make the Super Bowl or make a deep run in the playoffs. And then they, and you make that bet before they trade for Deshaun Watson, and then Deshaun Watson ends up getting traded there. It's risky because we don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to play at all this year. But if something happens and he's allowed to play but then refuses to play for the Texans, I heard Miami is on his radar. And if he goes to Miami, that team is, is going deep. I don't know if they're winning the Super Bowl or whatever, but that's already a playoff team without him. You know, They need an average quarterback. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick could have gotten the playoffs last year, but he was injured. Um, and you know they could make the playoffs right there. I think they won 10 games, but... You throw Deshaun Watson right there, they go deep, and you could have a big return there if you if you're uh, willing to take that gamble. Uh, the Chargers are oh, so the Dolphins. I'm going uh, under. I think they could win uh, nine games, eight games with uh, with two of there as a as a full time starter. Uh, Chargers nine point five. Uh, they lost Hunter Henry to the uh, Patriots. Another year for Justin Herbert, who looked amazing last year. I think they take that next step. I'm just going to keep falling into this trap of the Chargers. I always say that they're, oh, this is a year. This is a year. This is the year. I think they win 11 games. Um, I'm definitely taking the over there. And, and I will say, um, if, you wanna, if you want another bet where you have a, a heavy return there, Justin Herbert for MVP – um, yeah, I'll, d I'll definitely do another episode here where I do um, do some, uh, some some smart bets that you can make if you want to get a big return. Because I think top five MVP race is probably, what, Mahomes, Brady, uh, Josh Allen, um, maybe Lamar Jackson's on there. Um, who else might be on there? Uh, but definitely not Justin Herbert because it's his second year in the league. He plays for the Chargers. Um, so that could end up being a good return. Uh, but yeah, I'll take the over. Um, he's just, he's really good. Uh, Patriots, they're at 9.5. Um, now I think they're going with Cam Newton to start the season. So probably four games, maybe. And then I think they're going Mac Jones after that. Um, I don't know if Mac Jones is ready, but they did 
they they're getting a lot of guys back from last year who opted out. They signed some some big free agents there. They brought in Hunter Henry, who's already injured. Um, so I'll take the over, uh, just because of Bill Belichick. I trust him. He had one bad season with you know a bunch of opt outs during COVID and stuff, and um, I'll take him as a as a bounce back to win ten games. Um, it'll be tough, but you know they'll have to adjust. But he's the greatest football coach of all time, and I'll um, I'll give him that respect, and I'll say over. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, you know they seem to figure their shit out with uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I don't know this team. They 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 I feel like they're either way. They could win twelve games, or they could win like seven or eight. You know they're always either way for me. Um, I will go over. I, I think they win 12 games. Um, I think they, they end up 12 and five there. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll, they'll have a good year. I, I'm not sure if they'll go deep, maybe deeper than last season. And then next up we have uh, who is it? Uh, Green Bay Packers. They're at 10 also. Uh, that seems kind of low. Um, I think, you know, with Devontae Adams coming back, you know, Aaron Rodgers making the moves. They're like, hey, man, we're all in with you for this last year. You want Randall Cobb from Houston? We'll go fucking trade for him. They're bringing Randall Cobb. They're bringing in all the, all Aaron Rodgers' boys, all the guys he likes, you know, one last run. And uh, him and Devontae Adams, they seem motivated to try to get a championship this last year before uh, they break the team up. Um, I'm going over. I think they have a really good season again. 13 maybe 14 wins i don't know if uh if they make it past a championship game if they, like what if they win if they win the super bowl this year does aaron Rodgers say like hey man like i still want the fuck out of here you got to get rid of uh brian gutekunst if you don't i'm out you know if they win the championship or he doesn't show up to the parade or i don't know that'd be that'd be interesting i kind of hope the packers win the super bowl just so i can see some drama and unfold and um, see him get straight after that. That'd be crazy. He wins a Super Bowl MVP and then he gets straight after that. I don't know when that's happened. Uh, Cleveland Browns, they're also at 10. Um, they made the postseason last year. They're getting a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. back. They still have that great running game there. They just re-signed uh, Nick Chubb to another uh, contract. Uh, so he's extended. Brought back Kareem Hunt. Um, I'll say over. I'll take the over there. Um think they could win that division kevin stefanski was really good for them last year took pressure off of baker uh relied on the the running game and the defense is a lot better too um so yeah i'll take the over with cleveland uh san francisco 49ers are at 10.5 as well i am taking the over um i think a healthy jimmy garoppolo healthy george kittle uh nick bose is coming back they signed uh, Fred Warner to a big contract. I think it was him. They got uh, Brandon Ayuk back. They have all their guys are, are healthy, are back. Um, I think I'm taking the over. Last time this team was fully healthy, they went to the Super Bowl. They were 10 minutes away from being uh, from beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, but then uh, some stuff happened, and uh, that didn't happen. Uh, but this is a year. This is a year that they win the Super Bowl. And I will say this. With or without Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers will win the Super Bowl. Um, from what I've seen, some clips, and what I've heard, it seems like Trey Lance is, is really good. And um, I think if Jimmy stays healthy this entire season, he's going to be the quarterback for all the games. And I don't think Trey Lance is going to see the field unless Jimmy G goes down with an injury misses a game or two. Uh, but with this team fully healthy, that's a Super Bowl team. So, and they're all healthy right now. I, I, I assume that they'll stay that way. Um, so I have the 49ers at 14 wins and uh, have them win the Super Bowl. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, they're at 10.5 as well. They just added Matthew Stafford. Um, they're going to open up the field. Um, Sean McVay has said that uh they're gonna air it out you know he feels comfortable with matthew stafford they're similar in age i think they're like two or three years apart here's another mvp uh bet that you can take take matthew stafford win the mvp 
I don't know what those odds are, but you could probably get a big return because he's not the favorite for sure. But that's a that's a sneaky good pick right there. Um, I'm taking the over on the Rams. Uh, their defense is still great. They still have two of the best uh, single defenders in the league. Um, and then on the top here, you have a few teams left. Buffalo Bills at 11 wins. Um, I'm taking the over. They seem to have only gotten better. And uh, Josh Allen taking that next step. Um, they're really good last year, and I think they're gonna um, they're gonna bounce uh, bounce back or not bounce back because they were good last year too. They're gonna improve from last year, and they're gonna be better. So I think uh, I'm, I'm gonna give them 14 wins as well. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, they're at 11 wins. I'm gonna take the under, but barely. I think they'll be at 10 games. Uh, they haven't gotten that contract extension done for Lamar Jackson. Uh, which I kind of found surprising. They did for Josh Allen. I think Baker Mayfield is coming up. But yeah, I have the Browns winning that division. And then after that, it's the Buccaneers at 12 wins. Um, I think they win 12 games. That's a that's a good number. Um, so they'll be 12-5. and five. This is the first Super Bowl team to bring everyone back. They brought every single player that was on that team last year. They brought everyone back. Um, they're just going to try to ride it out with Tom Brady, see how far they get. Um, they have a good chance, a great chance of repeating. I think in the NFC, it's just going to come down injuries, honestly. Same with the AFC. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, 12.5 over under. I'm going to go over. I think they win 14, 15 games. Um, I think they're going to have a really good season. You know, they're talking about going undefeated. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. Uh, there'll be a couple losses in there, but um, they're definitely favored in the AFC as long as they have Mahomes healthy. Um, but I think honestly, between the uh, the Bills and the Chiefs, I think those are their, those are the two powerhouses in the AFC. Um, I think uh, Tennessee's right there, and honestly, I think Cleveland is right there as well. And then you know probably the same or just a, a, a tier under. I think the Ravens are right there. Um, if the Dolphins get Deshaun Watson, they're right there too. Um, and the Chargers, they you know Justin Herbert could get really hot, and they can um, if they get hot at the right time, they can they can make a run. Um, but just got to get to that eleven, like I said. And as far as the NFC, you know the Bucks have to be up there. Uh, the Packers, you know, even with their postseason failures recently, they still have to be there with Aaron Rodgers. You know they've gone to what three straight NFC Championship games. Um, any team with Russell Wilson has to be involved. Uh, like I said earlier, the uh, the 49ers, I think, uh, since you know last fully healthy team that they had went to the Super Bowl. Um, down the Saints this season, um, I think uh, there's only a few teams that I think we can win the Super Bowl this year, and it's like a handful of teams. You know, probably the Rams, 49ers. I'll say the Packers. Uh, the Chiefs, Buccaneers, the Bills, and maybe the Seahawks. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it. I think those are the teams that I think can win the Super Bowl. So that's three teams from the NFC West. Um, and then, yeah, I think those are the ones that legitimately can win the Super Bowl. Um, I can throw in Tennessee. I do believe in Tennessee. I like their trajectory, where they're going. Um, I think they have an outside shot. They can they can get hot at the right time. Derrick Henry could get to 250 yards rushing in a playoff game, and you know they're they'd be unstoppable. Um, so I'll go with Tennessee too. Um, but yeah, that's uh, those are my over unders. Um, I'm gonna do another episode next week, uh, kind of like a fantasy football preview. Um, you know, sleepers players to, to draft high, uh, guys who are going to have down years who I, I, I don't think you should draft. That kind of thing is my draft is coming up in a couple weeks. i got to do some research on that. Um, and then I'll do like a semi-gambling stuff. You know, you could do like uh, for future bets you can you can place for the NFL, like futures, you could do future MVP or who's going to win the Super Bowl, things like that. Um, I found a new show uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt on uh, Apple TV Plus, I think it is. Uh, it's called Mr. Corman's, and he uh, he wrote and directed it, and um, and he stars in it. And it's a he plays a, a fifth grade teacher, I think, or fourth grade teacher, and he's kind of just uh, 
he seems like he's just kind of stuck and he he want he used to make music and make art and stuff but then now he's a teacher and uh now he's realizing like he's trying to get back into what he used to like and um you know he's depressed and you know it's kind of how adults like deal with anxiety it's a dark comedy um there there are some funny scenes but he like captures the uh the feeling of just like where every you're just freaking out about every little thing and um, like you're not satisfied with anything like the whole anxiety aspect of life like he just captures it and like the first couple episodes that I watched like some of those scenes there where he's just freaking out about nothing and then um, he looks up like a, a weighted blanket in one of the scenes it's like that's so relatable I've looked up weighted blankets so much and I'm just like ah you know what? I don't want to spend. $75 on a blanket. Uh, but yeah, I, I recommend that show. It's pretty good. Um, White Lotus is ending, I think, on Sunday. It's a uh, season finale. That show is is really good. Uh, the cast is great. They work well together. Um, that one's on HBO Max. I, I recommend that one. I thought it was a miniseries, but they said season finale instead of series finale. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But it's a, yeah, there's like four different families and they're all on vacation you know, for a week, and so it's like, well, okay, so the only way that that ends is that they all go back home after vacation, so I don't know how you would be able to do another season of that, but um, I'm very into it, um, it's very good, um, and then, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been watching so far, I'm still watching Physical, that's with uh, Rose Byrne, um, I think there's, the season finale just happened this past week, but I'm still a couple episodes behind, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week. Uh, next week we'll be back with uh, fantasy football talk, and then whatever else happens between now and then, we will cover that if it's uh, if it's big enough or if I feel important enough. And then um, yeah, some uh, some betting talk as well for next week. So yeah, thanks for listening.